Shabbos Avkuf Memvav. Today's email comes to us from Mendel Mitz, our friend from Argentina, who says, following up on the last email that we read from him, his relative Leon Welcher from South Africa discovered that they are, in fact, relatives going back a hundred years to Vilna. And he writes, now that I've started to watch the nights here on Zoom, I can see that not only have you this, you have the schuz to be melamed in my story, you also have brought many people close to Yiddishkeit and close to one another. In a beautiful achdus of people from all walks of life, be it Litvish, Lubavish, Hasidish, Modern Orthodox, Gronics, ex-Gronics, and the list goes on. Thank you, Mendel. Brand new Mishnah. According to Ibn who holds that the only time you're permitted to lift any object on Shabbos, even if the object should clean the it's only if you lift it for the intended purpose of that kli. So if you take a sword to crack open a barrel, that would only be mutter if in the barrel you have dried figs, and you need the sword to get the figs to come apart. But let's say you have wine in the barrel, it be osir. According to Chachamim, even if you have wine in the barrel, you're allowed to use the sword, provided that you don't create a kli, you're not trying to create a kli. What happens if you take the sword and you cut the barrel right below the magufa, the cap of the barrel? The reason why you're doing so is to have the wine come out easier. That's and that's okay. But to make a hole in the side of the barrel with a spear, that's the pedach kamechaven. You're trying to make a, a brand new opening, that's mesakimana, and that's also. According to the Tanakhama, you cannot make a hole in the magufa itself, and according to Yehuda, you can. Says Rav Huna, the Machlaikis says, if you make the hole directly above, where dirt could still come in, so therefore Chacham say it's not the best hole in the world, and it's mutter. But if you do the hole, to the side of the Magufa, according to everybody, would be awesome. Rav Chizah says, no. The Machlekes is, when you make the hole from the side, but if you make the hole directly above, everybody agrees, that's motor. To make a brand new hole in a chavis, in a barrel, it's awesome, because it's mana. To add to the hole, let's say you have a hole that's one inch wide, and you want to make it two inch circumference, that's a Machlekes. Because the Isser, to make a hole on Shabbos, is if it goes both directions. It's a two-way street. One direction, there's no way to the right. The reason why they said it's us to make a one-way hole, where, let's say, a hole in a barrel is one way for the wine to go out, is because of a chicken coop. Chicken coop, people confused, and they thought it's only a one-directional hole. But in fact, the chicken coop is to let the bad odor out and to let new air come in. Now, typically, with a chicken coop, you could say that people make one hole, and they don't try to enlarge it. There's no reason to be geyser, because animals will come through that hole. Or, on the other hand, and this is how we paskin, people sometimes make a mistake, they don't measure correctly, and they realize only later on they could enlarge the hole without allowing animals in, and therefore you have to be geyser. According to Shmuel, if you plug the barrel in order to trap the great aroma of the wine, so that that's not a really strong plug, and therefore if you remove that plug, that's okay. But if you Remove a plug that's holding the barrel together, not allowing the wine to escape, that's considered as if you're opening up a brand new hole. Now, what exactly is considered trapping the aroma, and what's considered holding in the wine? According to Rav Chizda, trapping the aroma is above the wine level, and L'chazik, the wine is at the wine level. According to Rav, no. Trapping the aroma is at the wine level, and trapping the wine is below the wine, in other words, all the way in the bottom where the sediment is. And we have a very similar machlekes by a house. The halacha is, if you're dividing 
the yard in front of a house, and there's two houses. Depending on how many entryways to the house, that's how many four amas you get. Each entryway gets four amas, times the amount of entryways you have, and then you divide the rest of the chatzah. What if you have a doorway that's completely closed off with brick? So depending, if it has a frame, p'tzimav, then it's considered a doorway. And if it doesn't have the frame, then it's a complete closure, and we don't count it. So it's very similar to our Allah over here. If it's a complete closure, then it's not considered an opening. And if you open it, it's as if you created a brand new opening. Same Allah applies. If you have a dead person in the house, you close off the door. If it's completely closed off and you remove the frame, then everything around the house, four amas, is mikabotoma. If the frame is still there, then you don't have those four amas. According to everybody, if the spigot, the straw that comes out of the barrel falls out, you're permitted to put it back in. According to everybody, if you don't have a spigot, you cannot create a new one. The machlekes is if you already have the spigot cut to size, but it doesn't fit perfectly. Are you allowed to fit in perfectly? Are we geyser that perhaps will cut a brand new one or not? Congealed oil. The Mishnah says you're not allowed to smooth that wax. What about congealed oil? According to Rabbit's Osser, you, you have to make exactly that you can confuse it with wax. According to Shmuel's mother. And Rav Shmuel says to Rav Yosef, the Rebbe, you yourself told us when you were healthy and you remembered all that you learned, you said that Rav holds that it's mutter. Felt, like what you make a black hat from, felt, if it's very stiff, then according to everybody, you can't walk with it outside on Shabbos. It's a masu. If it's very fine and flexible, then it's like a beged, you couldn't walk out with it. The machlaikis is if it's benoni, it's in between semi-stiff. So the halacha is, according to Rav, it's usr, and Shmuel says it's mutter. They wanted to learn from a Maisha Shahai with Rav. Rav was in a place. He was giving a drush and he realized there's not enough room to be smirched. So he took everybody outside into the Carmelist and they brought him felt and he refused to sit on it. So they thought that perhaps he holds that the medium type of felt, which that was, is also according to him. In fact, it could be the reason why he didn't want to sit on it because Rav Tahan and Rav Asi were there. Although they were Talmidim, they were Talmidim Chaverim. They were already his level, they were his friends, and he insisted that they should also have felt to sit on. Says in the Mishnah that you can take a pot and put it into a pit that doesn't have any water, and we're not concerned that he's going to be mashvukumis, he's going to make the bottom of the pit flat. You're allowed to take water, drinking water, and put it in water that's not drinkable in order to keep it cool. You're allowed to take water, put it out in the sun. There's no cooking in the sun, so you're allowed to warm it up in the sun. And we're not concerned that you might take that same water and put it into coals. What if your clothing falls off into a puddle of water? You're allowed to pick it up. If there's no concern of carrying because it's in a private domain, bring it home. We're not concerned that you're going to wring it out and be over on schita. And we get home, make sure nobody's looking, hang it up to dry. This goes according to the Malama that says that Marasayan, if nobody's watching, you could do this malacha. But uh, there's other Malama that say, even though nobody's watching, still it's Marasayan. You have to be concerned with other people, even when nobody's watching. Have a wonderful day.